Hi folks! Before we begin, just a quick little disclaimer for you. The following episode contains naughty language, adult references, and opinions loosely based on fact. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Thank you. Hey, welcome to Lighthearted Lunacy. I'm Steve. I'm Keegan. Am I close enough? Shit. It's okay. Uh oh, dropping an S bomb right away. <laughs> we don't have an actual. Well, we do. Te- I guess technically we have a microphone. It's built into the laptop because we're balling. Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, sorry, our our professional studio microphones yeah. that we each have. You know, you know, you know who else is balling? Uh, Facebook and and their new uh, new new idea for rebranding themselves i haven't heard about this because apart from like one or two things i want facebook to die (laughs) but go for it (laughs) i don't i don't know a whole lot about it 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 was just funny to me that uh they they have they have all these you know Mm. issues that that they should be fixing and and they do and they they do the classic move uh, of uh well well you know if 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 people if we rename ourselves and 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 uh rebrand ourselves then people won't associate us with that that's bad stuff yeah anymore yeah who needs algorithms (laughs) they've got a new name let bygones be bygones yeah just (laughs) i mean you know to be to be be fair i haven't read a whole lot about it so maybe the name change is just like one book face part of it (laughs) F book. <laughs> Friend base. <laughs> there we go. They'll they'll buy uh the MySpace name and just rebrand themselves as like you know the new MySpace. <laughs> Friend space. <laughs> Friend space. There we go. They can have Tom as well. They can have they can let him join. Yeah. <laughs> It would be funny if they did buy it and like on Mark Zuckerberg's page, like Tom from MySpace is the first person to befriend him because he, you know, gave him some cash probably, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Is face is MySpace even still around? Um, I I don't know. I I haven't I haven't checked in a while. Hang on. Okay. We're doing this. This is live research. Live research. Yay. No, oops, I learned Oh dear god, it I, it is still alive, I think. Okay. Whoa, wait. What? It is! Okay. Holy shite. I think it's like. It seems like it's tailored toward music that makes and sense. videos. Join MySpace. Wow. I wonder if Friendster is still around. What that's is an, that? That's it's an it's an older one. Oh yeah. Anyone you still does anyone still use AIM? Yeah, it's like all music. It's like all music yeah. and video, like movie news and stuff. 
But you can have profiles and whatnot. Aim. Yeah. I, I, I had, I had my, uh, oh, this is my stupid. aim profile name that 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 uh was uh it was it was disillusioned youth, but instead of spelled out, but I spelled it like like uh, yeah y u t h. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, classic. I don't remember what mine was, and I don't care. Yeah, it's probably something like corny and hockey related. My when I, whenever I would make an away message, I, I, I would make it like lyrics from some some like ridiculous song. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, one one was uh, the, the uh, peaches by the uh, the, the band. Oh yeah, I heard when you did that. Presidents of the United States of America. Um, and, uh, yeah. and then one was uh, a uh, David Bowie song. Um, was it B- B- Boogaloo Dudes or something? I think it was called. Yeah, I'm not familiar he, with that one. He 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 didn't make it. He famous. He he uh, he wrote it, and he and there's a version of it where he sings it. But there's another band that uh, that that sang it, and and it became a hit with them. Um, ah. But I can't I can't remember who it was. Oh. Uh, might I might I might not even have the name on it. It might not be called Boogaloo Dudes. Mm. Might, might just be part of the lyrics. Um, Big Dave and the pen caps. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's made it up, as you can tell. Sorry, pardon the sniffling. The fall allergies are, yes, are definitely upon me. Yeah. But... Anywho, um, yeah, yeah. I used to. I speaking of like the the lyrics and stuff like that. I used I used to be that guy on on social media where like if i was a little bit sad about something i would like post this touching song lyric of a song that no one ever fucking heard about sorry pardon my french um you know it's as like uh as like a oh, come look at me come sit some kind of emo-y attention seeking thing mm-hmm. i was i was that guy for a bit and then i grew up i said it well in some ways yeah and then I started making fun of people on Facebook, not to their, you know, thing, but just privately. Yeah. And then eventually I developed a very solid hatred of Facebook altogether. Yay. In relation to people. Yes. Yeah, speaking um, of people. Yeah. Uh, so, something, an, an interesting side effect of the uh, pandemic for, for me and, and uh, not, not being around a whole lot of people is that when I massive buttocks <laughs> when i get into a situation um where like i'm going out to coffee with you or, or, or something and, and uh I'm, I'm in a space where i'm actually around people when you're in your space would you say ah, yeah in be? my space ah! uh, um, really stupid maybe we'll cut when that i'm out. In, when i'm in my space at the coffee shop huh. yeah yeah um it used to be, there used to be things that people would do at, at, in spaces like that, that that would really annoy me. Um, and now it's like, e- even when that happens, mm-hmm. I, 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 I like, I like appre- I appreciate it um, happening more than I used to because cause it's almost like, even when I get annoyed by it, because almost feeling that feeling of annoying feels 
like a normal feeling yeah uh which is which is not you know nice in a way yeah. um and, and even like like just having the uh, atmosphere of having having people around me besides uh my family or you know the, the few people i'm around mm-hmm. have, having d- different uh people around me yeah is is a nice nice feeling that's like well yeah it's annoying but at least at least i'm experiencing a normal social experience yeah experiencing an experience it's a weird way to say it but yeah yeah to- totally that's that's exactly what it is yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know and, and including go you know hanging out at uh at your place and playing cards against humanity with mm-hmm. a group of people around me yeah. you know, you know that, that that's 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 nice having a little being part of a little uh apartment party because i because i uh i'm not doing that as much these days these days right. as, as uh I, not that i ever did a lot but you know it, it, it uh makes things feel more normal so if something was annoying you from that steve please feel free to to share <laughs> <laughs> there, there was just a direct segue from things that were annoying that you still found endearing because they were human things then jumping into my little party so please steve Mm -hmm. please tell me how you really feel well well i mean there there is i know there 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 is there is there is one thing and it mostly has to do Uh it mostly i think it's mostly like an age thing and being older yeah um but you know when when you when when you're when you're in your um your thirties, um, and and you're you're hanging out with folks, and and, and the time's getting later and yeah. later, and and, and uh, you want to go go, you're enjoying yourself, but it's also getting late, and 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 you don't want to stay there all night. Yeah. Um, and you want you want to go home, but you don't want to be like the first one to go home, <laughs> and you don't want to be be rude or like impolite. Yeah. You, yeah, that 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 definitely ha- happens. <laughs> Because, oh, of course. Yeah, because because I'm not in my early twenties anymore, and I can't do like all all night parties. Yeah. Anymore, really. I t- yeah, <laughs> I, I typically can't either, and I could kind of feel that. Um. And um, yeah, I would. I I guess I was kind of in a similar, but 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 mine, mine was more so like I was I was worried about because this when we did this we were we went until about about four o'clock in the morning yeah and i live in an apartment complex and even though it was a saturday night when it got to be about one o'clock i was already kind of getting nervous just that maybe we were being too noisy for people because it's like i know it's a saturday night but still you know getting at a a certain point you know yeah but yeah i just kept i kept fighting that off oh plus also i was i was quite drunk um a bit high and (laughs) also just had the endorphins going from all the laughing <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was that was like giving me shots of coffee even though i wasn't drinking coffee yeah but i could definitely feel that and yeah uh, <laughs> maybe a couple hours before then i was starting to kind of think like all right how can i subtly kick people out without being like you know, you know turning into an asshole but what you need is a bounce but it didn't happen <laughs> You, you need you need your own own like uh 
bouncer. Be like, all right, it's time to it's time yeah. to get out, guys. Plus, it didn't yeah. help that we had John, who's you know a big time night owl, and my neighbors who were have odd kind of have odd schedules, and they're accustomed to being up very late. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I totally get it. Like, yeah, I love I love those parties, but yeah, yeah, but be, being uh but it's it it's a commitment going in, no, no, knowing that oh, I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> this is probably gonna be an all night thing, even if yeah. I don't want it to be an all night thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, unless I act different than I I usually do, and and you know, excuse myself earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. And especially if, if you're planning on crashing on the couch or something, then it's you're kind of at the mercy no matter what. Because it's like, well, you're not driving home. Yeah. But, yeah, so you're not leaving, but there's nowhere for you to go because, again, it's a one-bedroom apartment. With all due respect, you're not sleeping in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, it's it's the you know the you win some you lose some as they say, yeah, and but... it's totally worth it to just to, to, to hang out. Not, I'm not. No, I know, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, that was a thing that was uh, yeah a couple months ago, and um, yeah, and yeah, but um, yeah, but but going back to yeah talking about people and annoyances and stuff like yeah, it's funny because I know exactly what what coffee shop thing you were talking about yeah. and um yeah it, it's it's funny like i i kind of have that same battle i mean i'm i'm there a little, a little more frequently yeah um and and, and, and you know to be fair because i and just to be honest like I, i've i've just stuff that has been been going on and, and things i got cooking like i've i haven't had as much of that isolation um you know, so I've been out and about a lot more throughout the, the pandemic and all that. So it's like, I don't, like, when things annoy me, they annoy me like they usually <laughs> do. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that, but I totally get where it comes from. Yeah. Um, But, like, with that particular thing, um, I'll set the scene, because, and I'll, I'll try to keep it as, respectful and pc um as i can okay it's it's a group of and it's they've been doing this for i as long as i can remember going to this place even when it's been in its previous um you know uh what's the previous incarnate incarnation i don't know that that, that works what the hell i can't yeah. think of the right word yeah pre previous versions whatever uh, of this coffee house and and it's funny because like i i actually re i really deeply like respect it it's a very it's it's a pretty enduring thing it's a it's a definitely a big group it's a very it's a big group of like family members and friends and um you know, they're from they're from another country and it, it's one of those traditions that you just that is just lost it seems like of family and friends like the same group getting together you know I mean, they do it, it seems like, a couple of days a week, maybe more. Um, it seems like whenever we go, it's a Sunday. Um, but I've seen them, most of the same group, if not all of the same group, they're other days of the week. Okay. But, you know, they, they get together and, and, and have double espressos and chat. You know, it's a, 
I, I think Eastern European group, um, let's see, maybe Albania, but I'm not 100% sure. And I think it's, it's pretty cool, deeply. I mean, it, it really is, because it's something you don't see every day. It's like, yeah, people do brunch and shit, you know, white people will do, ah, you brunch this Sunday, and da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> make it like that's a big thing mm -hmm. it's like this is that this there's nothing close to this this is you know you can tell it's generations deep and all that stuff so um but <laughs> there is a but the annoying bit is that they do tend to treat the place like it's theirs in that they get a massive group of people and it's like they reserve the place without actually reserving it. Yeah. So it's like they grab table they grab tables and chairs from other tables and stuff and they other if it's nice outside they bring them all out there or whatever. So if you're going to go, you know, do study or work on something or whatever, you're kind of hard pressed for space to try to I mean they're usually you know, you can usually find something, but you know they, they they take up space and again sometimes they it seems like you know they they treat it like it's their own place like they've reserved it and they haven't so yeah that gets a bit annoying and yes it's a bit noisy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh yeah those things can be a bit annoying but no I, yeah it's i kind of yeah i i kind of both get annoyed, but also I'm, like, kind of charmed by it at the same time. Yeah. For different reasons than from what you're talking about, but mm -hmm. I get that, that duality of the thing, so. Yeah. Figured I'd, I'd, figured I'd, I'd be, I'd set the table a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I said I was going to cut down on, on the nervous laughter leading in, and, well, I picked up right where I left off a month ago, or whenever the hell it was we last did a, an episode. Yeah. So, um, speaking of people and, and human nature and things, um, I know there's been some some heavy stuff that you've talked to me about lately um, that you wanted to discuss on the podcast. So, um, a lot of it grief related. Um, so, I guess um, I guess what's been what's been on your mind for the people who don't know. Um, yeah, well, well, we we had a me, me and my family had a a family member pass pass away recently, um, and it, it you know it's that kind of thing where on the one hand he was very very sick, and uh, it was partially a blessing that he passed, um, but it, you know it's also someone that you've known your entire life, and. Uh, you know it sucks that they're gone um yeah. and and uh compounded by the, f the fact that his death means a lot of changes um and 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 there's a lot of uh um there it like I'm trying to think that's okay how to say um like like uh yeah, it's 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 like one of those fundamental like events that shifts things more like because, uh, you know, we used to visit his house and in, in, in Indiana, hmm. um, and and now that he's passed away and he's the last last one who uh, 
lived there uh, we're getting rid of his house um so that's no longer gonna be a place that we visit and, and it's been a place that yeah you know we've visited since i was oh, born i see what you mean um, yeah and it's like it's like every when you mean um like the the fundamental changes it's like it, it's that one not to use the phrase take for granted but like um you know it's it's that that central like it, it's one of those central places that you've had you know when, when it comes to like family reunions and get-togethers and things that you're just used to doing for so long you know meeting yeah. up at you know you at your grandpa's place or wherever it may be yeah um then all of a sudden you know that that person's gone and you don't really think about what to do now now that it's you know now that you know the person's not there anymore and yeah. it's just one of those things that it kind of it kind of takes the whole it kind of puts and not to make light of it or or to to, to downplay it or anything but it, it um um it kind of it just it shifts it just kind of shifts the whole family um dynamic and um routine kind of out of whack a bit and that's a part of trying to figure out you know what to do moving forward and yeah so there's lots of lots of little things that stem from that type of yeah so that it's, theme i guess so so it, it, it's the combination i guess of, of uh you know this person that you knew your whole life being gone um yeah. and who, who was a very good person to have in your life and, and then and then all uh because they were um like on on uh my dad's side of the family a, a lunchpin and, and like a a uh kind of the heart of that side of the family um that, that then th it changes a lot of things it's, it's like when uh when my when my grandma passed away on my mom's side um she, she was the heart of the family the family we'd go there for uh to her house for christmases and and, and uh my family on my mom's side would, would, would gather around her yeah um and same kind of thing with uh you know the, with us on my dad's side mm -hmm. um yeah so and it's 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 a stress um i it's it's something that's it's it's a weird thing it, you know at, at every um death you experience it affects you differently depending on a multitude of variables um and you know depending on how close you were to the person um and 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 whatnot and this one has like the, the this combination of uh um it's got a lot of variables yeah. uh and, and it's it's something that's you know i don't think i've processed yet and it's gonna take a while to process oh, yeah. I, but, like like i was talking about this the other day to a, a therapy group and and, it, and uh to some extent i haven't been able to fully grieve it yet because i haven't been back to his house since he died mm. um and so it's it's that it's that thing where you logically know that they're no longer around but be, but but and and you can feel that they're uh whatever you want to call it their spirit their soul yeah. is is uh is no longer in this plane of existence 
but, but until you usually for me to move on I, I need to see some physical proof that the person isn't there anymore so, so oh, yeah 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 you like, gotta tie those loose ends in a way and find that just find that last bit of closure yeah like a lot of times for me it's been seeing you know when you go to like a funeral viewing or something seeing the body yeah. um and, and seeing that um you know it the the, the person's not there anymore yeah. the, the body's empty and, and you and for those of those people who've been to those you can it you can tell that whatever what was animating that body no longer exists yeah in that body um yeah and it, it will be it's different it's gonna be different with this because he, he was cremated yeah. um but i think when i see his house which is the the place that I, you know, saw him all the time, most often, um, I, I, and and you know, have him not be there and have his cat not be there. That that uh, that will be, you know, that will move on the grieving process. Like right now, it's uh, I think I've re my body has reacted physically, and I think I've reacted mentally to some extent because yeah. my. Uh, you know, the, some of my focus and, and thinking's off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't had that emotional moment yet that I think everybody needs to have to process yeah. and move on from from a big death. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you? Um, I just curious. Like, do you? Um, is there any? Um, I know your, your folks have been down there and back, um, a number of times just for, to, you know, get all the, just all the little things, the onesie twosie things taken care of and stuff. Um, but is there a time in the near future where you know that you'll be joining them and going down there? Yeah, we're having, to... we're having a, a memorial for him that's, that's going to be at and his that's, house. Okay, uh, that, so that's, that's going to be there. That's, that, yeah, that's coming up in a month. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So we're going to have, have with, well, I guess it's less than a month now. Um, yeah, I see. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have it with uh, with, with fa family and, and uh, you know, folks that knew him. That can be part um, of it, too, just knowing, just the, that kind of, not just that you're you're going, you know, going through that and you haven't had that that closure and I'm, I'm not trying to play a therapist or anything. yeah yeah i got a bachelor of arts in psychology but i'm not trying to be a it's all good definitely what you don't want to do yeah, yeah um yeah, yeah. but i'm just just kind of thinking like yeah you've got that that combination of not having that closure that you need just yet you know to fully move on or fully process it but there's also that maybe that anticipation knowing that in about a month or so you're going to be facing that that could be also somewhere in the depths of your mind kind of poking away not yeah i mean who knows it's just, it could be just I, throwing that out there but yeah it could be and I, I i know that sometimes i don't connect with my feelings as as well as i could um hold my beer i'm kidding i'm <laughs> kidding no i'm not kidding. 
Um, bad me. I, bad me. I I think, um, it it very well could be with you too, but I think <laughs> I, I think for uh, for me, it's part of um, the survival kit of living with a chronic illness. Yeah, yeah. Is is um, you you sometimes can get a little detached from your, yourself mm-hmm. um, just to deal with stuff or, or you know, just to move on. And that's the right word. Um, I, 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 I equate Except... it, I, I, I equate it to, to, mm-hmm. I equate it to, um, you know, when you're, you're little and you scrape your knee for the first time. Yeah. Um, and when you scrape your knee for the first, first time, it's uh, it's like the worst feeling in the world because you've never experienced that feeling before. Oh yeah, um, I mean, but, I don't remember, but 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 when you hurt yourself <laughs> enough in the same same way that 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 feeling doesn't feel, you get sensitized. You're sensitized to it. Sensitized? Or sorry, sorry, Is desensitized. It... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Fear I... can't be kicking in just yet. So, so I guess, <laughs> I guess to some extent, I I. I equate it to that. If if you've had okay. a lot of, uh, um, yeah, you're just numb to it. Yeah, if you have if if you have if had a lot of trauma in in your your life, you, you uh, to some extent you can get a little numb to it to to some things or oh, yeah. or uh, you. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not it, like you don't feel, feel it. Yeah, it's it, and and sometimes it comes out in different ways. Um, yeah, you just yeah. you just have that you just develop that kind of hey this ain't my first rodeo type of approach to it because I mean you know when like in your case when you're you know diagnosed with something that's so you know at at the same at the same time it's you you're you're at such a young age forced to suddenly grapple with you know with with mortality and all that stuff that you weren't expected to be dealing with for so you know for so long that all of a sudden you're thrust into that and you know there's so much there's so much uh so much unknown you know and not to you know i mean you know you been a, a long time and and you know i'm sure it'll be a hell of a lot longer but yeah you've you've had to deal with that so you know for so you know so long ago already and you know so you just, you just have that you know that uh, that experience and that i guess wherewithal to an extent and i don't know is it is, is that what you're kind yeah, of getting it I, I sorry I no that's it. okay no i i, th- I think so. i think so yeah i i i guess i was just saying that i was just, i guess i was just trying to say that that it it, it makes sense to me yeah <laughs> yeah no i you know so, something I, I've, I've been i've been something i've been saying a lot about the reason that i uh i do this um um this gnosis support group um every month is is to to some extent to connect back to my my feelings Mm -hmm. because because i don't think it's healthy to not know 
what you're feeling sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 and, so, and maybe maybe not maybe it's not as bad as it used to be, but I feel I feel like to to some extent it's 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 like a nerve or or something is is missing there, and and or or a da- or damaged and I, and not that I'm a sociopath. Right, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, to, but you've only tried to murder me three times, Steve. <laughs> I can think of no, but. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I guess, I, I, I feel things, um, and I feel things deeply. But but sometimes it can be hard for me to recognize that I'm feeling stuff. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I guess is I way, way to to describe describe it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and and and. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, dealing with with grief has been something that's you know got to deal with um, from a from a I've had to deal with from a, a young age, and it's it varies situation to situation and person yeah. to person. Some affect you more than other others. Yeah, um, and. I think it also depends on your level of understanding because because when you have someone die when you're younger mm-hmm. um, and you don't fully understand what that means, um, it's different than when you have someone die when your level of understanding, or as much as your level of understanding can be, is, yeah. is complete on that that subject or or more completed i should say i guess it's never maybe maybe it's never fully complete um yeah but yeah and it it just depends on the person the situation yeah 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 go i just real um i didn't mean to cut you off if you were uh, if you had something something more you wanted to to go on before i i don't want to oh it's fine go ahead okay (laughs) Yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of going back to the whole fi- the the family, just the whole family dynamic when something like that happens, you know, um, and it's how it all can kind of change and shift, and you know, you there's that you know that that unknown element and all that stuff that that kind of come that you're all are still from a family standpoint all trying to process. That kind of that that reminded me very much of when, um, within probably I want to say it was within four or five years, maybe maybe in a, maybe in like five or six years. I'm blanking exactly, but when on my dad's side, when my grandmother passed away, and then a few years later, when one of my uncles passed away, yeah. kind of out of the blue, um. That would that really, and there there we might there there might be a fortunate more kind of there might be some timing that was a bit fortunate, but um and I'll get into that in a moment. I don't not 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 the death was was the death wasn't fortunate. What what I meant was I'll get into it. But um, it sounded like Woody Allen. Anyway, now um, but when my grandma passed, so on my dad's side, I never met my my grandfather. He passed away. 
um, I think a year or two before I was born. Yeah. But um, my dad's side were extremely tight knit, like old school Irish Catholic. You know, there were seven kids that that very <laughs> very classic uh, family dynamic and. Even after, you know, even in the years following my grandfather's passing, my grandma was still just that very solid anchor of the family, you know? It's yeah. like every year, all relatives, you know, spouses of the relatives, you know, relatives-in-law, whatever, would get together many, many times a year. Um, every holiday, um, maybe even like big birthdays and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was, it was all centered around my grandma, even though I don't, I don't know if my grand I'm too young to, to know exactly what was going on in detail, but like, I wasn't sure if my grandma was the one necessarily organizing everything, but she had a huge part in it. Yeah. You know, she was again, that central, um, you know, matriarchal, matriarchal figure that the family just, just gravitated around and, when she passed away, um, you know, uh, we were able to pick up where we left off because one of my uncles on my dad's side was very, it was almost like, and I hate to put it this way, but like almost like the next in line yeah. to be that anchor because yeah. he was, you know, just so, just had such a, just, just such a, just such a charisma with the family. He had a lot to do with a lot of the organization of events and things like that. And, and, um, you know, he was just absolutely beloved and, and just a great human being. I mean, and everyone, you know, even, you know, it was very difficult when my grandma passed away, but we were able to very, to carry on as a family and, and keep up, you know, keep the traditions alive because, he became that anchor, yeah. that focal point. And I want to say, again, five, six years later, he passed away from a sudden cardiac arrest in, in, in a morning. I forgot, I forgot what month it was. I want to say it was in June, maybe. Um, I want to say it was like maybe 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. I'm blanking exactly. But, um, yeah. you know, a thing where his his daughter found him and it's just terrible yeah but when he passed away not that not that there was nobody else in the family capable of being that anchor and i'm not saying that the family deteriorated or anything like that far from it but you can definitely tell that when he passed away there was definitely a sudden just like the like there was a lot of wind out of the sails so to speak like yeah yeah like the family would still get together for like christmas and the big holidays but there's nowhere near as as frequently of like the reunions were nowhere near as frequently uh, frequent and um because he would host a couple of the holidays you know his his house and you know, he would always ask me, and 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 I, I, you know, I love both. I love my, you know, my grandma. Kind of similar situation to your your grandfather. Like my grandma, yeah, came down with a really 
bad stroke, uh, a severe stroke. Um, and, you know, she was kept, you know, she was in the in Beaumont Hospital for, I forgot how long, I want to say a couple of weeks or so. And, and it was, it was tough, but, but she at least had enough wherewithal to recognize who was there with her. Yeah. Because even though she couldn't do a whole lot, like we would, you know, feed her. Not, to, I swear, not to sound like be cliche or anything. We would like feed her applesauce and stuff, and yeah, and um, you know, family members would take turns visiting her and stuff. And but when she'd see us, even though she couldn't do much, you could tell she would try her best to give a little smile, just this little movement of her the corner of her mouth, and but you know after a week or so like that it's you know we we it was it was you know it was for the best you know but when she passed it was like you know done with the suffering and all that and so there was at least some build up into knowing okay this is coming yeah we just don't know when but with my uncle it was like it was like jesus christ fucking really i had to put it that way like oh my god you know just out of he was in his I think he was like 53, 54, somewhere in that area. He was yeah. like in his mid 50s. It's like, Jesus, come on. Unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected. I, yeah. I feel like the three of the worst kinds of deaths are uh, unexpected deaths, um, deaths where people die young. Yeah. And, and uh, like any death of uh, like some, some kind of animal, or, or like a dog or something. Yeah um yeah oh god oh, yeah well there's some stuff i want to touch on in a little bit about that, that type of thing but um <clears throat> but anyway just to yeah just but yeah and and like i said that the just the the dynamic of getting everyone together and all that just kind of went out the window because uh, you know we you know again the major holidays yeah they would they'd get together but it just wasn't quite the same. And granted, the this is where like my timing thing comes in. Like, um, yeah, like some of my my like some of my cousins were getting you know were getting into their thirty you know into their their mid to late thirties and you know so there was you know just um, you know them being out of state now and I I've you know and, and I've I've got a number of relatives who are all out of state and. So just kind of getting on with, with their, you know, bigger and better things in their lives. And, and also, you know, my uncles, a lot of them getting into retirement and that stuff. So yeah. there was, you know, it, things were a little, you know, a little more crazy, a little more crazy on that end, but definitely I, I, that that's certainly had a lot. And I hope that doesn't, I hope that doesn't, happen on with with your extended family um it, again not that it was a bad thing but it was a definite drop off once both my grandma and my uncle went so i'm, I'm hoping that you know that that there are folks on, i'm sure there are folks on on your side who can kind of take over that that torch so to speak and be that that anchor that the family yeah it's comes to it's it's hard because everybody it's a similar situation every nobody lives in the same state um yeah, yeah and, and uh 
you know, he, even before he passed yes. away, um, it was a situation where, where sometimes, well, a lot of times we couldn't all get together at this at the same time just because of schedules and people living in different places. Yeah. So a lot of times it would be, you know, like us, and then and then maybe like like one one cousin, and and their significant other would would uh, would, would would come, you know, mm-hmm. very rarely was it all everybody there at the same time but yeah but yeah we'll definitely have to figure out uh, something i know for uh my grandma on on uh, my mom's side when she passed um because she was the anchor um and and she died in a really sudden way too. oh yeah yeah That's right. yeah it was it was it was like right. it was like she was fine at christmas and and then shortly after she had some freak thing happen um and and she, and she was dead like within like, Jeez, uh, like a month right. or two after that yeah so yeah so that 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 was difficult but but yeah what what we ended up doing was, was creating a like a yearly re- reunion um mm-hmm. and and um one of my aunts hosted it at her place that had a lot of she had she has a lot of land yeah um so there's enough room for the for the family yeah and it's I, I feel like the i feel like the longer stuff goes on it's 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 harder um especially with you know political divisions yeah. um being worse yeah in, in recent years but but we always try to come together as family That's... um yeah but yeah well, on, on my you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what what happens. I'm yeah. sure, you know, it's it's that situation. It's it's that situation where um, everybody, buddy, there's a whole lot of love. Yeah. Um, from from everybody, and they, they want to keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems yeah. like from my perspective, it seems like it just you know observing casually, it's like there's a lot of seems like like there's a lot more communication between like extended extended family members on your yeah. side and on your end than than there might be on mine um That's, I, you know like a lot more like zoom calls and things like that and face facebook as bad as yeah. facebook can be no I, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah that, that's definitely one of the bright it's, spots is family stuff i yeah, i, yeah. I get, like I, I just recently started reaching out and adding some family members as as friends just to to keep in touch i was chatting a little bit with my my cousin paul in fact who's in north carolina having just little things so yeah i know <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really to die i just want well, it to I, be restructured and yeah i want it to be better. more than a rebrand but anyways yeah. sorry back to the family no it's i yeah no i i definitely agree with the rebrand um <laughs> or, or i mean i know <laughs> i'm against keegan nah just kidding <laughs> rebrand all the oh. way um yeah no yeah yeah but uh yeah, death, death, any any kind of death is always yeah. difficult. That just grief and and stuff. Um, yeah, and like you were talking about, um, kind of just the different like reacting differently to 
I guess, handling grief differently depending on the person or, or situation or what it might be. And yeah, and that was also making me think about a couple of things. First off, going back to the difference from like when my grandma died and when my uncle died, like I remember, like I, net, like when my grandma passed, it was, and again, like I mentioned, it was kind of expected and you know, she was in her mid eighties and again we you know, we kinda saw it as okay for the for the better. But like at the yeah. funeral and everything and, and the wake and stuff, like, you know, people were all obviously obviously devastated, you know, because it's such a you know, such a a, a a pivotal you know, just just such a great person, you know, for the you know, great mother to many kids and Yeah. And all that. Now like me personally I didn't I didn't cry. I didn't shed a single tear. Yeah. And it's not because I wasn't upset or anything. And I know this probably makes me look <laughs> kind of a bit kind of like Spock in a way. And I kind of want to get into this for a minute or for a minute or two. But because um, there were a couple of things. It's like, I don't know, like I just from spending the time that I did in the hospital, I think that had a lot to do with me not crying. Cause like, like I, I kind of, it's almost like I kind of got that closure like preemptively. Yeah. Like I was already like, okay, I, this is coming, you know, she's going to be in a better place and she's lived. And I was like, what was I freaking like, I was what? Thir uh, 14 15 maybe okay when she passed i think it was 2004 maybe a little bit earlier I'm, I'm blanking but i was but i i i felt like you know i saw enough of that and knew that it'd be for the best and and i've always been just weird about about death and emotionally processing I, really anything involving mortality and and like I remember when I when I when we got the call that she officially passed, when we got the call from I don't know if it was from Beaumont or from someone from one of the family members I forgot but yeah I remember like I was up I was upstairs at my dad's house and I was playing I was playing MLB two thousand two on PlayStation two <laughs> okay and my dad told me and even he granted probably because he's just got the news and was I don't know if he was. I don't know if maybe he shed a tear later or something, but he just, he told me what happened. And yeah, I was like, I, literally, I was like, oh, all right. Then I went back to franchise mode in MLB 2002. <laughs> I was going right yeah. Yeah. I just, like, it, it, it definitely was, you know, was a bummer, but it's like I had that loaded in my mind, like, okay, this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. You know be done with the suffering and all that and and i've always and i've i not to toot my own horn or anything like that but like i i and this is something I've, i'm just i'm kind of struggling with ever since getting my autism diagnosis but also a lot of things make sense is that i like i process grief and emotional just emotions in general very 
I don't know. It's a very convoluted thing with me. Like, okay. um, like I'm very, I, I, I know I'm a very empathetic person just, but the way it comes out might not seem very empathetic in a way like, you know, to, to say to, for me to say that I'm empathetic and also minute, you know, moments prior say that I never shed a tear when my grandma died. It's like, you know, I'm not just processing the death but it's like you know i'm thinking about more about like the suffering and how that was gone but then like when my uncle passed away it was a very different dynamic now it was also a kind of thing where you know it was an irish wake so (laughs) you know we there was a lot of mourning obviously but there was a lot of us getting shit faced in the basement of the of the of the, uh, of the the funeral home for two days. Yeah. So, you know, there was that going on. So it was like a yeah, more go upstairs, mourn the death, but go downstairs and celebrate the life. Yeah. You know, because he was a you know tremendous person, did a lot of things, and but I was, I actually I did cry a couple of times during that, particularly when. Um, because I was there when we had the funeral procession, um, from the funeral home to the cemetery. Now, I didn't go to the cemetery for the burial. Um, on my grandma's side, when my grandma passed away, I was one of the pallbearers. So I was there for that. But that was also weird because we had a vacation that day that we were, it was my dad, my sisters and I were going up to Lake Huron (laughs) for a long weekend. So that was really fucking weird, because I think I think my dad was just really stressed out about so much stuff that we kept the vacation plans. So it was like, all right, the burial happened. All right, let's go up north. <laughs> it was just a really yeah. weird thing, but but no, on my uncle's side, um, when they started, they 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 did the um. I can't, I think there might have been, yeah, there, they had a, a, a guy uh, play bagpipes and play Amazing Grace. Yeah. When that happened, that's when I kind of lost it and I was crying. And, you know, it was because he was one of the few people who would genuinely with interest, like, ask, he would ask me things like about, because he was a big, he was a huge Red Wings fan. He was a huge sports fan in general. But like, he would ask me about like my hockey games and stuff. And yeah, yeah. But he, would, he would ask me like about you know if I kept stats and stuff like that. He would ask me like how I was doing, not just like you know, but like how I was playing and all that stuff. Like, he was just so genuinely interested in those things, and he you know he was just a so yeah, just all that stuff you know, that hit me. Yeah. And plus just the suddenty of it, just the unexpected nature of it, that's what triggered me to, because it's like, shit, this shouldn't have happened. And, yeah, but that's kind of, I know we're running a bit long and we'll, we'll break in a second, but, um, in a minute, but it's just, it's kind of just making me think about how I, how different I, like, I, uh, like, like when I hear... Like, when I often hear you know, stories about, like, you know, about, like, people dying and things, and, and, um, 
that's we were gonna put a dying in things um like i just the way i my emotions work is i don't know like i i don't know like i it, it takes me either a while to process or i just have this kind of hierarchy of like and it all is based on like like helplessness like if like i like for example like i'll randomly with like i'll be you know around my apartment and i'll and i'll you know be with my dog and i i swear to god like i'll or out of the blue like my my brain it's almost like it's testing myself like my brain will like i'll suddenly like picture myself you know in eight or nine years being right i just have this 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 image in my mind of me being next to jason my my dog being euthanized you know or just and i'll i'll start tearing up instantly yeah and it just hit it'll just my brain my my mind will i don't know what triggers it but it, it just happens now and then we're like fucking hell yeah. <laughs> it, god damn it it's happening now i swear to god but um but you know i, I that stuff just because i i i'm much more emotionally triggered for the most part when you know when like a uh, when like a beloved dog or someone is passing away because yeah i feel like when a human in a similar situation is passing away there's there's a lot more not to say that they can do much for themselves but like you know it seems like humans have a lot more control over what can happen to them than a dog does or a cat does or someone and yeah like i'm very again i feel like i'm a very empathetic person i i react very much emotionally based on how other people are reacting to things and stuff but directly face to face with like a you know with like death it's like you know my my brain does a whole lot of processing before the emotion comes out <laughs> so yeah anyway um and i was tested recently when um one of my friends a friend who's i'm is is slowly becoming a friend from acquaintance to friend like we're you know chatting pretty frequently and and he's a really really good dude and you know one of my old hockey buddies so i think you know, i i you know we both think are our you know close friend material we're we're working our way to that yeah um which is weird as an adult but it's you know timing <laughs> but i saw it was was it when i want to say it was tuesday or yeah it was tuesday i saw a news headline about a um 41 year old dte worker from south lion who is killed it was electrocuted to death um, on a site in Brighton. Now this guy is right about that age group. He lives in South Lyon. Yeah. So instantly, I and he he works for DTE, and I thought right away, shit. But it was weird. Like I, it's like my brain was like, get quick, get get sad, freak out, freak out. And I was partly kind of getting really, I mean, I right away, I texted him like, hey man, are you all right? I just saw a news headline and da da da, and I'm just hoping that this wasn't you. Yeah. 
fortunately, about 20 minutes later, he messaged me saying, no, I'm all good, man. I heard about it and stuff and know some people who were close to him and they were shaken up, but it wasn't him. Yeah. But it's almost like I wanted myself to react more than I actually did, like physically and, and deeply emotionally. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if it were a dog, I'd be bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Anyway, so I, that was, sorry, I mean, I that was like, that's fine. A long, that was a lot more than I planned. No, the, no, I, I think it just depends on, on, on how much, uh, you know, how much of a relationship you have. And, and when I say you, I mean, yeah people in general yeah um how much of a relationship you have with the person who died or or how much you can relate because i know um i had a friend die a, a um a while back and i didn't know her that well um but she had the same disease that i have and and, oh, yeah. and, and uh I saw her grow up kind of and and um yeah so 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 that triggered triggered me a little bit and and made me feel that one more um because it was another one of those ones that although she had been had issues on and off you don't expect it for some yeah whenever someone's young even even if they're even even if they even if they're sick, you don't expect it. No. Um, yeah, but I, I, I feel like the more you have a connection to someone, or you know, whether yeah. whether whether it be someone human or or, or an animal, um, it, it affects you more. I, I like one of the worst, one of my, one of the worst deaths I experienced was one of my dog died. Mm. Um, and, and that was, uh, God, yeah, I was that shit. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, part of that was that this dog was with me through so many hard things. Um, and, and, uh, you know, with me through kidney transplant and it was, uh, just this self selfless, unconditional uh... loving, loving creature who, even if you were completely shit to him he, he would be the sweetest oh, nice yeah. nicest you know creature to you um yeah so, yes yeah so, so and, and i feel like maybe that's another element of, of why some you know you can sometimes react more to an animal or especially a really young animal passing yeah. that than a uh, a person because there's there's that sense whether it's true or not, there's that, that there's that sense of innocence and purity. Yeah. Um, that that animals have or associated with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, so I definitely think that can that can add to it. Um, yes, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Put the put the damn onions away, Steve. <laughs> Why are you slicing yeah. onions right now? Yeah, man. 
man. Um, shit. Yeah, I... Yeah. <sighs> You want to uh, take a break? <laughs> we can, we can, we can yeah, take, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to the game show. Will Keegan use the bidet? Well, Keegan, will you use the bidet? No. Oh, Okay. All right. So, Steve, I know that was a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a heavy, <laughs> very heavy segment that we just went through. So, I figured, I'd, uh, I, f I figured we'd close with some, some, uh, some, some lighter things. Okay. Um. Including, well, including a new segment that I would like to introduce. <laughs> new introduce. That's a bit redundant, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. New segment I'd like to bring. And maybe not maybe not necessarily do this every week, but I kind of got some ideas of different ways we could sprinkle this in, like, every other episode or something. Just as a little, you know, a little, little something silly. Okay. Um, I'm going to call... It's going to be called, um, well, just simply... Keegan's story time. Okay. And I've got a jingle. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. This is not stolen from Money Python, the Holy Grail. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. Keegan's story time. Bing. So the point of this is um, I grab a novel and. Um, the topic or theme could be different depending on just what I'm feeling. But, um, so yeah, grab a novel and I'm going to flip to a random page and I'll read kind of depending on how many words, two to three pages of said novel. But the thing is, is that the first name I come across, I'm going to replace with Steve and then use that character as Steve through the rest of the pages. Now, this could be either fantastic or it could just or it could just fall dead <laughs> right away. <laughs> so I figured I'll, I'll start off with more of a safe bet, and um, I'm not going to mention where I got it from, but I'm going to go with a uh, a, um, uh, a a steamy romance novel. <laughs> And I'm gonna start with this. We're this. We're starting this now. Oh yes, this is a book called Whitney, My Love, from Judith McNaught. And I'll give you a little synop. I'll read a little synopsis each time. Under the dark, lang langorious. Under the dark, langorious eyes of Clayton Westmoreland, the Duke of Claymore, Whitney Stone grew from a saucy hoyden into a ravishingly sensual woman. Fresh from her triumphs in Paris society, she returned to England to win the heart of Paul, her, <laughs> her childhood love, <laughs> only to be bargained away by her bankrupt father to the handsome, arrogant duke. Outraged, she defies her new lord, 
But even as his smoldering passion seduces her into a gathering storm of desire, Whitney cannot, will not, relinquish her dream of perfect love. Oh yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Alright. This is page... Oh, it's ooh, it's the start of a new chapter! Ooh. Chapter 19! Oh, man. This could be great or terrible. Alright. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Hold it together. <laughs> this is The next morning, Steve dashed off <laughs> dashed off a second note to her betrothed. <laughs> Going into more detail about the agonizing pain she was suffering <laughs> from her clumsy tumble down the staircase and begging rather prettily to be excused from seeing him today. Although it meant having to spend another long day alone in her room because she couldn't risk being caught downstairs with her relatives should Clayton decide to inquire personally about her ankle, Steve felt the enforced solitude was more than worth it. Not only because she could avoid Clayton, but because she had... <laughs> great satisfaction of outwitting him. Do you really think this is wise, darling? Anne frowned, reading Steve's clever note. If you anger him needlessly, I can't think what he'll do. There's nothing he can do, Aunt Anne, Steve reassured, sealing the note and handing it to Clarissa to deliver. You've already written to Uncle Edward asking him to come quickly. When he arrives, he'll help me think of some way out of this. In the meantime, I'll continue with this farce about my knee for as long as I can. This is, two, this is page 234, by the way. <laughs> okay. For his knee, as long as I can, then I'll think of something else. Maybe I can bore his grace into going away, Steve laughed. Clarissa returned to report in a harassed voice that the Duke had scanned the note and looked at her in an exceedingly odd way. Clarissa, please. Can't you be more specific than that? Steve begged impatiently. What sort of odd way? Well, he read it, Clarissa recounted. Then he looked as if he were about to smile, but he didn't exactly smile, and he asked, <laughs> he asked another one of his high and mighty servants to show me out. <laughs> Steve bit her lip, and she puzzled over Clayton's baffling reaction. Then, with a smiling shrug, she dismissed the entire matter. The three of us really should stop. Why do I have all characters sounding the same, damn it? <laughs> this is something I'll work on for next time. The three of us really should stop worrying about his every word and gesture. After all, she said breezily, flopping down on the settee. Whether he thinks I'm lying or not, what can he possibly do about it? The answer to that question arrived shortly after luncheon in a sleek black leather, black lacquered Westmoreland traveling coach drawn by four plants, prancing black horses in silver harnesses. A sober-garbed, portly gentleman alighted from the conveyance and proceeded briskly toward the house. In his left hand, he carried a large black leather bag. In his right, a small engraved card, which he handed to Sewell, 
I am Dr. Whitcomb, he said to the butler. I have been brought here from London and instructed to ask for Lady Gilbert. When Anne greeted him in, in the salon, Dr. Whitcomb smiled politely, smiled politely, and it <laughs> smiled politely into her puzzled eyes and, ex and explained, His Grace, the Duke of Claymore, has sent me to examine Miss Stone's knee. Lady Gilbert turned so white that Dr. Whittacombe feared she might be ill, but after bidding him to wait, she left the room, snatched up her skirts, sprinted down the hallway, and vaulted up the staircase with a speed and agility that would have been remarkable in a healthy female half her years. He's done what? Steve shrieked, jumping to her feet and sending the volume of Pride and Prejudice in her lap thudding to the floor. Why, that low, vile... There'll be enough time for all that later if we survive this, Anne panted, already unfastening Steve's dress with shaking fingers and jerking it unceremoniously over her head. Clarissa was hauling back the bed covers, then flying to the wardrobe, from which she snatched a fleecy dressing robe. Couldn't you have told him that I was asleep or something and sent him back to London? Steve implored as she dived into bed and pulled up the covers. Dr. Whittacombe, Anne said, trying to catch her breath, is no fool, believe me. He's, he's been sent here to treat your knee, and he intends to do exactly that. Casting a quick critical eye over Steve, she said, Clarissa, bring two pillows and place them beneath Steve's knee. Then fetch some heart sherm from my room and put it on the bedside table. That will be a nice touch, I think. She started for the door. I'll forestall Dr. Whittacombe for as long as I can to give you time, but don't count on more than a few minutes. Clarissa remained rooted to the rooted to the floor, her eyes glassy, her hands gripping the back of a chair. Clarissa! Lady Anne said sharply, do not even consider fainting. And that has been an excerpt from, well, Steve, aka Whitney, my love, by Judith McNaught. <laughs> And there you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and moving on. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, after that, is there anything else? Uh, anything else you wanted to cover? Mm, no, I. I don't think anything can follow that masterpiece of uh, a theater. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Steve, you're too kind. Flatter me. <laughs> so, well, we'll see how that continues. Anyway, well, uh, so after that, is there anything, uh, anything else you wanna, you wanna cover before we wrap things up? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well then, I guess uh, that's been another episode of the Lighthearted Lunacy Podcast. Yeah, thank you for listening, and if you'd like to support our podcast, just click the support button on our Anchor page. Yeah, sounds like a plan, I think. Alright, well then, that's uh, all for me, so have a good night, good morning, good evening, whatever time of day it is, and uh, we'll get back to you with more content soon. Mm -hmm. Stay classy, world. Yeah.